the Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly podcast is powered by Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro and CrumbleCookies.com. All right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio, and you're about to check out our chat with Dr. Dana Watson mm-hmm. from Families Inc. Counseling Services. She is a clinical psychologist. Mm-hmm. Uh, And we talked to her about, this is really important for where we are right now. School is right around the corner for those who have the summer break. And let's talk about anxiety and what the kids are feeling as they prepare for back to school. I hated that every single year. You're going to hear some really great parenting advice from Dr. Dana Watson about setting your child up for success Mm -hmm. as they return to school and how we as parents can prepare for that as well. Love it. Here it is, our chat today with Dr. Dana Watson from Families Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined in studio this morning by our friend who psychoanalyzes me every time she comes into the room. Brandon, that doesn't happen. You no, just I, think no, it, no, happens. it happens. It happens. It, it see, happens. I know it. I know it. <laughs> I she it. does this with every single person she sees. I was trying sees. to help, but you know. If she's in line at the store, she is thinking about it. But see, I love it. I'd be like, analyze me now. No, I we don't it. want that. No, but see, I do because no. I want to get better. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> okay. Jack Nicholas. <laughs> Thank you. What? Is that the first time you've ever? No, that's not right. It's no, Nicholson. This is like group therapy. This oh, is, it is. is it? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> is that why you're here? Did our place hire you to come and do this? Like help these people out? Exactly. Uh, Dr. Dana Watson from Families Inc. Counseling Services comes in. She is a clinical psychologist. Uh, and literally we joke about the fact that I feel like you psychoanalyze me. But I even said uh, in a message, uh, a group message, and I tell this to people all the time, like you guys at Families Inc. and being able to talk to you and, and the counselors and the therapists have helped me so much over the last, I don't know, five or six years, like with confidence, with the ability just to, uh, to I don't know, it's weird the, the way I can do therapy on the radio and feel like it's helping me publicly because I'd probably be a little bit intimidated to come and sit down across from you in the room, but I'll just do it here for free. Well, that's a win-win if it's helping and it's free. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like it. <laughs> but it should, it, hopefully it would not be intimidating in person in the office either, especially after the first minute or two, yeah. uh, you know, you'd get comfortable fast. Well, that's what I've learned because anytime I thought about therapy, I thought, man, I don't know if I'm brave enough to be able to go in and do that. But if I can sit here with all the people around the state hearing what we're talking about, I think I'd be fine to walk into a room and sit I down. I think you'd be fine. Um, but I, I tell people all the time about, about Dana, <clears throat> and I just recommended you again the other day to somebody who's Thank going through you. some stuff. And, and I've done that for multiple different friends who have gone through like little issues and uh, I'll get a text in. They'll say, hey, you know, can we get Dana Watson's number or or whatever? Or another one of our mutual friends is like, hey, we'd like to have her come and do stuff because she's, a, she's such a good speaker. And I got that message, too. So we like to brag on you about that. Thank you very much. I sure appreciate it. Uh, back to school. I, I noticed we have some guests uh, who have shadowed this morning. We do. I have my son, Luke, who is going to go into the fourth grade this year. And my daughter, Ella, who is starting junior high, seventh grade. So she's a big Taylor Swift fan. She is a Swifty, and um, I am a new, a newly fashioned Swifty. We went to the concert in Kansas City, uh, the one where Taylor Lautner came out. So it was like oh, a double gosh. Jacob. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was yeah. fantastic. That's good. Yes. <clears throat> so do you realize if you look at Luke's hair, what his hair looks like today, that's what my hair looked like when I was about his age? With the mullet. That's yeah. some awesome hair. That's great Luke, you hair. see what happens? Don't tell him that. <laughs> Lose it all. No. <clears throat> so anyway, it's good to see you guys. Thanks for coming in with your mom this morning. 
Uh, back to school is right around the corner. And, you know, that to me was always a super intimidating thing. Like I look so forward to the summer, right? And all of a sudden, like summer is over and it's winding down and school's right around the corner. And, you know, we got to get ready not only for our kids to go back to school, but I think as parents, we have to kind of be prepared to prep them for school and kind of get them ready and change their mindset to get ready for it. Right? Oh, isn't that the truth? It starts with us because really transitions can be hard and even good transitions like going back to school and, and seeing your friends create a lot of stress. So I, I recommend that we give our children and certainly ourselves a lot of grace mm-hmm. as we um, begin to adjust to the new changes like emotionally and physically. For most kids and parents, you know, we end up getting into the swing of things for the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for me, I just remember every time, it was every single time, and it wasn't just changing schools, it was going to a different grade, and there was, hey, there's going to be new people Mm -hmm. here, are my outfits going to look right, Mm -hmm. what I'm, you know, my face broke out, or there was even a time, and and I joked about this with somebody the other day, back when I was going from fifth grade into sixth grade, it was a PE deal, right, and I was going to the, the middle school, and I was really nervous about going to middle school, because back then, they made you shower as a group after PE. Oh, I remember. Mm-hmm. So it was you're basically in a public shower, yeah, in, a, in just this big old deal. And as a fifth or sixth, you know, somebody fifth grade going into sixth grade, you talk about intimidating. Mm. Yes, I was scared to death. Yes, and my blooming was happening late. There's really no great age for group showers. <laughs> yeah, there's really no great age you can yeah. to group shower. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. When did they stop that? I don't know. How was that ever allowed? I don't know. Kids can today will never know. That's the question that we'll ask ourselves over and over Mm -hmm. again. How was that ever allowed? How was that a deal? So, you know, some kids seem to be more anxious about going back to school than others because, again, I was always anxious. Kelly, on the other hand, was the one who was ready to to go back as quick as she could. Yeah, I I was getting my uh, profile ready to say, hi, I'm Kelly Proctor, and I'm in the sixth grade, and my hobbies are. (laughs) She she had prepped (laughs) it. I can see that. (laughs) But, like, for me, it was a combination of, of nervousness about, you know, new people, new teachers, lockers, and all. All that stuff and even the threat of you know maybe even at this point you hate to say it but school violence uh, and all of that can be tough for a kid you know because they're away from their home they're away from their family uh, let's talk about some of that in children kind of like what is normal what they should feel what they should expect yeah okay so you know any type of transition comes with some normal feelings of emotion so we should expect that from our kids and even from ourselves and while a lot of people see separation anxiety and issues related to kids um, being away from their parents is something that happens in smaller children. Mm-hmm. We really see it uh, more often in uh, adolescents and even in high school kids. So some children do tend to be more naturally anxious and worried uh, than others. And most parents know their own children and they'll know kind of what is on the continuum of normal for their child. But if the nervousness or the anxiety starts to interrupt, interrupt or disrupt their um, academic performance or their social interactions or like physically, if they have physical symptoms of anxiety, then it might be something that you could share with your um, doctor or uh, even seek seek a therapist at that point. Yeah. <clears throat> and again, that's why we recommend Families Inc. To, to all different ages. What are some of the signs of an anxious child? Because there might be a parent who's listening this morning who's like, you know, now we have you on the air and you can kind of tell us what to look for. What should we look for as parents? Because we want to protect our kids. We want to make sure they're okay. But what are the signs that our kids might be more anxious than normal? 
Sure. Well, you know, when when we are worried, a lot of times we don't have an appetite. Uh, and then there's people like me who stress eat mm-hmm. when we're worried. Um, other people might have trouble going to sleep or staying asleep. Um, sometimes they, especially in children, you can see them be um, a little more clingy, and then some of them are more irritable. Yeah, that's and, kind of yeah. irritable. It's like, oh, wow, oh, what's yeah. going on here? Oh, yeah, it's mine too. Yeah. And um, they can have physical symptoms, you know, like like I mentioned, headaches or stomach aches. Anxiety takes a lot of energy, mm-hmm. um, so it's a high-energy state. And in the end, they may just want to um, isolate and avoid some of the normal activities and try to decompress. And I think I've done that forever. <clears throat> you just try to avoid situations or not put myself in those situations. Mm-hmm. So as parents, what can we do if we think our kid might be, you know, more anxious than the rest? Because and I wish we would have had these conversations when I was young, because I think I probably had all of the symptoms, um, but we just didn't talk about it back then. Yeah. And it is good to bring it to awareness, you know, so that just even plant the seeds, if not right now, maybe next year or maybe some other crucial time or transition in your child's life. It's mm-hmm. it's good to just have the seeds planted so you'll know what to look for. But regarding children going to school um, and, and with anxiety, it is important that children attend school because when they miss school, really that anxiety then robs them of the chance to gain a sense of control mm-hmm. over their nervousness yeah. or their feelings. It can prevent them from making friends and forming relationships with their teacher and just from learning how to enjoy a successful school day. So the parent-teacher relationship, I think, is going to be fundamental um, in helping the children um, move forward with this and work through these feelings. And so I always tell parents, like, you don't have to wait till the first parent-teacher conference to ask questions or share your concerns. Like, you can begin to do that now before school has started. You can do it if your school has an orientation. And just let the teacher know and be aware that your child has a tendency to struggle. Your child has a tendency to get more nervous maybe than some. And, you know, teachers are the experts. They do this right year after year after year. So it's unlikely that we'll bring... Um, anything into the classroom that they've not seen before and won't be able to manage. So I think if I think back to my childhood, mornings were tough because, again, I was nervous about going to school. So then I was probably difficult to kind of get up and get ready for school. Uh, What can parents do to kind of help their children in the morning? Maybe their kid is anxious and not really looking forward to school, or, or maybe they're just one of the kids that has a tougher time in the morning. Uh, <laughs> do you have one of those? There were no, at mine. There were no look shot in here. Mine. Which one yeah. is the difficult one in the morning? Yeah. Um, oh. Those two. Oh, they're pointing at those each other. <laughs> but what can, as parents, what can we do to try to make it easier? Well, truly, the <laughs> best thing that we can do is to prepare. We can lay out clothes the night before. We can make sure homework is done and the backpacks are packed. We can lay out, uh, well, I said, like, lay out the clothes. We can do the lunches. Um, anything that we can do that they can not have to do in the morning we can prepare at night is helpful mm-hmm. and um really the back to school transition is going to take a lot of energy from us and from them so we not starting them at a disadvantage is even more important and making sure that they start a, a good sleep routine now you know going to bed if even later than what would be a school night but getting closer and closer to that time and um, we'll let them capture as much time as much sleep as they can and I, I um, 
always suggest, and what we do at home, is that the parents get up first. We get yeah. up when we get about a 25 or 30-minute head start so we can have our showers and be dressed and be ready to grab them and then really keep them tightly organized through the morning so right. that they're, they're you know moving, moving, moving. So I know none of us want to get up any minutes earlier, but sometimes sure. just a 20-minute sacrifice on the mm-hmm. part of a parent or caregiver really can make everyone's morning more yep. smoothly. One of the things I think you've taught us over the years is, you know, routine is important. It kind of makes you feel comfortable. It makes you feel safe. Uh, What kind of routines can we build uh, as we're headed to the back to school season? And what can we do with our kids? What routines should we invest time in uh, to kind of prep them for back to school, which is just a couple weeks away? Well, anybody who has ever seen me as a patient or has heard me on this show knows that I preach healthy boundaries and routine um, as foundations to healthy living. So, yes, parents should ensure that their children have a very predictable routine for work, uh, homework, uh, family time, meals, bath, and sleep. And knowing what to expect, like for the parents to know what the what the behaviors are at home and the schedule is at home at night or in the morning and for the children to know what the schedules are really creates a sense of safety and takes a lot of the stress and the ambiguity out of those events for us. I think that's something especially young parents probably need to hear over and over again is have that routine built out because sometimes we would do, oh, we'll go to bed at this time because we did this. We make excuses Mm -hmm. to, to extend times and it's probably not the best deal. Uh, you've talked a lot in the past about the difference between, you know, being a parent and parenting because it is different, like the action verb of parenting. Mm-hmm. Could you walk us through that? Maybe somebody who hasn't heard that before. Uh, what is that? Maybe for people who haven't heard you talk about that, what is being a parent versus parenting? Sure. Yeah. I mean, be- being a parent can be a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but our responsibilities as parents are to do the hard things that include things like making a schedule and maintaining that schedule for our children and for our families. And we really have to put aside all the nervousness that we might upset our children by we if we take away privileges and, if, um, you know, so that we can make sure that we're using the very few years that we have with them to teach them how to be prepared to parent themselves as adults. And also the frustrations that we're worried about creating if we take away privileges, really and truly learning to manage those frustrations for our children will set them up for success with an employer someday who right. says no, or here are the rules, or here are the boundaries, or even a partner in sure. life, you know. And so, it is the parent's responsibility, as unpleasant as I know it is, to say, <laughs> "Put the phones down, yeah. put the screens down." Here's why you can't stay on them forever. We have to do things like your homework and brush your teeth and and take a bath and eat your vegetables and get good sleep. And we have to teach them. We don't have that. We don't have a lot of time with them, right? right. And And we just have to teach them these things. And honestly, the very best way we can teach them is to model those behaviors for them. We're prepping them for the world. It's almost like, do you ever watch the Andy Griffith show with Opie and the bird? Sure. So Opie had to get the bird ready to, to fly back out. The world. This is the seventh time this year he has used that, yeah, no, that okay. example. Joking in the bird. <laughs> you know, it's weird because, uh, you know, how old did you say Ella was? She is 12. So I have a, I have a 13-year-old who's about to be 14 in two months, right? Uh, when you're dealing with preteens and teens, man, it's difficult. Uh, it's difficult for them to kind of mm. tell you what they're thinking. Sometimes they don't even know how to express that. Uh, they don't always tell us what they're what they're feeling. How do we navigate as parents, you know, getting a preteen or a teenager into school uh, with some of the stuff that we might not know that's going through their heads. Yeah, I would say try to 
periodically connect to some of the parents in your child's peer group um, and with their teachers to ensure that you have as much information as, uh, you know, about what the activities that they're involved in or what the interests are that they're involved in or even what's the going ons in their peer group. Because, you know, I I understand that we're all super busy. Most of us are not sitting around thinking, I'd like to add more activities to my plate or Mm -hmm. have more conversations with people through the day. But but forming those connections with a couple of different parents that you can check in with and that you can trust will really help you get an insider's view um, into what's going on in your child's life. And then, you know, that can keep us from being surprised or even learning the hard way what our children are into or what they're feeling or going through. Um, you know, and, and also I would just say that I truly believe children want to have relationships with parents. Now, they don't always look like it, you know, right. especially <laughs> in the preteens. It might be hard yeah. to, to tell. Um, but I believe they do. I think that they may just not know how or they may not anticipate that it is going to go well if they try to communicate. Sure. And so the earlier that we can start um, – trying to communicate with them effectively and letting them know that the the lines of communication are open and being intentional about setting time aside, the better we can start to form those habits. You talk a lot about having conversations with our kids, right? And sometimes with, as parents, we're busy. We let our kids go to devices and all the different things that happen like that. But daily conversations and check-ins are important with our kids. Uh, and, and maybe as we get into the routine of talking, that becomes easier because we've established those, those boundaries and those conversations. Uh, can you talk more about how we, as parents, should be communicating with our kids Yes. Again, we have to be intentional about it. We have to carve out time every day to have a short conversation. And it doesn't have to go on forever where people get miserable and there's nothing left to talk about. Mm -hmm. But it could be a 10-minute car ride. It could be a face-to-face dinner. More importantly, they should just be in the habit of you asking questions, you sharing your feelings, you sharing your day so that they can mimic that and use you as a role model. And I think, you know, every once in a while a parent will say something like, well, you don't know my kid. I've worked really hard and they won't open up to me and I try and I try. And I say, that's true. You're right. I don't know your child and I don't know what the barrier is that is keeping your child from communicating with you. What an excellent time to join with a professional sure. who can who can partner with you and your family and break down some of those bar- barriers. Yeah, you're working to help. Yeah, absolutely. You're working to make life better. Absolutely. <clears throat> I remember coming home from school and, you know, it's exhausting. You, you go to school from 8 until 3 or whatever the times are now for different schools. Uh, I would come home and sometimes I'd be a little bit cranky because it was like, woof, that was a lot. And now I'm kind of in a bad mood and I'd be exhausted. Uh, it took me a while to decompress. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of a normal situation? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a normal situation for me now as an adult. Like you come home and the ride home and you're thinking about what you did at work and then the 10,000 things you're going to do next and you hit the door and everybody needs something. So I think that we, as well as children, need a few minutes to decompress. So if we can build in the opportunity that, that to get home and have a snack and, and kind of veg out and have some downtime and then reconnect and get yeah. back on track for homework and all the other things that need to be done. They're just like us when we get home from work, right? Yeah, just give absolutely. me a second. I just need a second. Just a few minutes. And then boom. A couple deep breaths. Uh, so what about the parents who have concerns about how their kid's doing either emotionally or maybe when they get into the school thing academically? What if, I guess something doesn't seem right to the parent, what should they do? What steps should they take to try to to write that ship. Well, you might reach out to the your child's uh, mental health provider that's in your school. Certainly, you can reach out to Families Inc. We'd be happy to help. Um, I, you know, I compare it to like 
when your child has a physical illness, like your child may have a fever for a day or two and you try to manage it at home. Sure. They may have a little rash. You put a little hydrocortisone on it. They may have a, <laughs> you know, a cough or whatever. Yep. And you're like, we can't go. We haven't met our deductible. We can't go to the doctor <laughs> That's what yet. I'm thinking yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. But then eventually when it's out of your hands and you've tried what you know, then you go to the professional sure. and you ask them to take a look and they provide the treatment then, you know, that your child needed. And it is the exact same thing for your child's emotions or your behaviors. Um, many, many times parents are very capable of managing their children's emotions and behaviors and, and they, and they can anticipate bumps in the road and they can anticipate transitional issues. And then sometimes it just goes on longer and it's more of an issue than they, um, anticipated and they, they will be so much better off with an early intervention, um, from a professional so that they can get back on track and enjoy the time that they have together. Families Inc. is your ally. Families Inc. is there to help put your family back together to make life easier. And, you know, you say often that life is short and we owe it to ourselves to make it a good one. And it seems like we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to our kids, too, to prepare them. We really do to ourselves and to our children and so that they can they can pay it forward to their children. We're laying the foundation. Again, uh, I talk about her a whole bunch, Dr. Dana Watson. You guys, anybody I've ever recommended to her, they come back to me and they're like, she's awesome. We love her. That is so Great nice. Con- no, and, and I could go through text and, and show you that. Uh, but at the same point, the whole crew at Families, Inc. is awesome. Yes. Uh, you guys have professionals that are ready to help. Uh, if you need something, if you need help for yourself, your family situation, you can always call Families, Inc., 870-933-6886, 870-933-6886, or familiesinc.net. She is Dr. Dana Watson, and this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc.